Welcome to Stepping Forward Podcast, where we talk about all things step parenting, including spouses, exes, children, custody, court, all of the things. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's like life only stepped up. Um, I like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we are going to be talking about self-care. That's such a buzzword right now, isn't it? Yes. Why do you think that is? Uh, probably because those memes that are like, self-care isn't selfish. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just like when I look around at stuff, there's everybody so busy all the time. Like everybody's got tons of stuff they're doing in step parenting. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about a few episodes ago. I don't remember which one, but how, when you first got together with Dan, you were like, I want to do all the things and I'm going to love these kids. Like they're my own. And yeah. And we might feel a lot of pressure to do those things. And so I was a um, maniac. <laughs> <laughs> She's a maniac. maniac. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> For but, sure, <laughs> or on the floor, I can't remember. <laughs> we were in the like she's fun shop the other day, and they had missed song lyrics on their cups. It was really awesome. Oh man! But anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Make those cups. I know we get them all squirrely in the podcast. I'm like, oh, this other cool thing. <laughs> well, not in the podcast. That's how I am <laughs> in life. Uh-huh. So self care is wonderful, and. Of course, there are memes about it because that's how cool it is. But honestly, I think part of why it's become so popular is because um, the corporate world is starting to realize that they're working people to death. Uh-huh. And so they're like, oh, we have our Zen room. Right. And we have, like, <laughs> so it's kind of like it. that's part of why it's like a buzzword. Right. Uh-huh. But it really is so important. Yeah. I think in terms of like, and this is funny, um, Chris's last company had a Zen room that he worked for. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I know. But I think it's just, I don't know. I think it is, people are realizing how important it is to take care of yourself and how you can get so caught up in doing everything for everybody else that you lose who you are and the Mm. things that make you happy. And I think a lot of us have watched people in our parents' generation do that. Yes. Um, And then, you know, things when their kids are gone or when their parents have passed away, things kind of fall apart for them a little bit. I think that's where those midlife crises come from. I think that can be huge. Um, You want your life to have meaning and you want it to have purpose. And if you're not taking care of yourself and all the everything else that you're taking care of, it can be difficult. Mm -hmm. We've talked about before how, you know, you and I are both women, shocker. And women tend to, (laughs) wait, hold on, go back. This is brand new information. (laughs) I love that from friends. Yes, I'm Phoebe. That's the best show. (laughs) But I think as women, we tend to like do everything. Uh, We see what needs to be done. We tend Mm. to take care of a lot of things. We take care of people. We run the household. We have all the emotional labor stuff. And a lot of times we put ourselves last, which is really unhealthy and can cause a lot of burnout, anxiety, and depression. So we wanted to talk today about some strategies to help you in your co-parenting so that you can disengage and don't forget that you're... I always have a hard time with double negatives. Let me think about this for a second. (laughs) Don't forget that you're... um, let me say it a different way. You're not just a step parent. You have other roles and who you are 
regardless of your role, is really important and valuable and the world needs that. Right. So you've got to take care of yourself. I also want to throw in that there are kinds of self-care that that men or, you know, other genders are maybe not as good at as women are, right? Yeah. Like where they don't tend to do as much. That's really true. Um, they, yep. Maybe less if they're they are less likely wow that was harder to say than it should have been <laughs> less likely to do emotional self-care oh yeah right mm-hmm. um some of the physical stuff they might feel a little too macho for it like yeah. some of it things like pedicures right which <laughs> is like so one fun. of my favorite forms of I self-care so. okay, can i tell you that i want to try this fish pedicure oh where they like go bite the i've dead always skin wanted to feet. try There's it one in provo we should go okay, let's do it okay sorry <laughs> but yes Stepmom men, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but men are less likely to do some of those things due to like social expectations just right. like women might be less likely to do some things like going out golfing with their friends if they really like that right or going out to get drinks or dinner or I don't know, girls' night outs are kind of girls' nights out are kind of big. Yeah, I they are. They are. Plural, but They've, just like hanging out with friends, but they haven't and, always been. It's true, you know. Huh? So it's like, okay, let's let's keep building this culture. I like exactly. It. I like it too. <laughs> so one of the things we talked about um, from you just mentioned a second ago is that physical self care. Mm-hmm. What's something you like to do for physical self care? Okay. So pedicures, like I said, um, those are really great. I, so one of my favorite things is something that I have not done in quite a while and I'm, I'm not good at doing anymore, but I used to, especially during grad school, always go on the elliptical for 45 minutes to an hour, probably four to six times a week. Go you during grad school. Right. That is impressive. But they had a gym at the school uh-huh. and then I could just go, you know, between clinic and class. I had like this perfect little one hour nice. break. Right. Yeah. And then I would just snag some food on the way and then eat in class. That's awesome. I can't really do that anymore. And I don't oh. have easy access to an elliptical. And if I do, then I'm like, but I'm away from my, from my child for another hour to do that. And that can even be self-care too, like balancing what you want to do, like going on the elliptical with spending time with your family. Which yeah. one's going to fill you up it's more? It's so hard. It is. I was thinking as you were talking, like while I was in grad school, I was married. And so any time that I spent at school was away from my family. So yeah. I was like, I couldn't have done that during grad school during that time. I don't know how you did that I either. Yeah. Because like, I I feel like I barely survived grad school with just me. You know, and huh? like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you were going to say something that I interrupted about self-care and being with your family about with balancing like time with your son. And oh, I feel like I'm getting better at that, but it's the mom guilt is real oh my gosh, as a yes. working mom. It, it really is. And then also I got really out of the habit of working out and doing that, um, any sort of physical self self care because, uh, like I was breastfeeding. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I physically could not be away from him for a significant length. Right. length of time. Right. And even when I was at work, um, people were bringing him to me to nurse. I was going home on lunch breaks, you know, like, yeah. So, uh, I think as he's gotten older, that's gotten a, a little easier to some extent. Uh-huh. I know there are parents that are like, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to go have this me time and work out. Yeah. And that's just not me. Yeah. 
I love sleep. Me too. That's one of my favorite forms of self-care. Me too. <laughs> and if I don't get sleep, I am the grumpiest person uh-huh. on the planet. Okay, I probably told you this before, but I have a shirt that says, sorry for what I said when you tried to wake me up. Yeah, Because I am not a morning person. Um, and I've read some evidence and research lately that circadian rhythms and our, like whether we're a night owl or a morning person, really is extremely difficult if not impossible to change due Mm -hmm. to our biology oh yeah makes a lot of sense so don't feel like you have to get up early and go to the gym (laughs) if you're not a morning person oh my gosh I really get super grumpy and people are like oh then you have endorphins and you're really happy and I'm like you don't know me (laughs) my life you don't know my business you don't know my endorphins (laughs) I really get so grumpy if I don't get enough sleep and my you know you can ask my husband and my kids speaking of the word grumpy this is a side note. <laughs> we were all in the car the other day and I was saying something about a parent at school being kind of grumpy with us in a meeting. And I was like, she was grumpy. And then louder, I said, oh, grumpy. Like kind of funny, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Apparently that was the only part my 12-year-old heard. Oh, right? So it's quiet for a minute. And then all of a sudden this voice from the back goes, mom, what does Garompe mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, kid, you are too funny. That is one hundred percent something my oldest one would do too. She has ADHD, and so her mind's like you mind too all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and then she tunes into something and misses the whole conversation ahead of time, and you're like, okay, this is what happened. Right, <laughs> definitely had to catch her up on that I one. Know, huh? uh, but yeah, I, I get super grumpy if I don't get enough sleep. I also get really grumpy if I don't get fed. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Chris gets hangry when he doesn't yes. eat. <laughs> and he's getting better about it over time. But <laughs> yeah, basic needs. I have one student. I describe her as a basic needs student. I'm like, if she has slept enough and she eats, she does a lot better handling her emotions. That's me. Yeah. Like to a T. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I don't sleep or eat, I cry about everything. I know. It's hard. And when I was pregnant, it was the worst. Oh, I literally, God. there's a there's a restaurant here called Cafe Rio. And they have this really good um, salad dressing. They're mm-hmm. like house dressing. It's like a cilantro. It tastes like cilantro ranch dressing. Uh-huh. And when I was pregnant, we got food from there and, and my husband brought it home. And my dressing wasn't in there with my meal. Oh, And I sad. started crying. Uh-huh. I was like sobbing. I'm like, my Order is it right? And they didn't give me my dressing. It was I have legit done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so physical self care is important, and it can include things like eating regularly, right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, speaking of ADHD, I think I've got a touch of it right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sleep is important. Uh, Eating like healthy foods that give your body vitamins and minerals and fiber and protein and the good stuff are important. I'm off sugar right now. Mm. So that's kind of my self-care. I have a sugar problem. So sometimes I need to go off sugar to take care of myself because then like everything hurts less. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that can be huge. Yeah. Baths can be self-care. Yes. Physical self-care exercise. I love baths. So relaxing, huh? Our bathtub is jetted. Mm, That's nice. partially why we rented this place we're in. Very nice. <laughs> it's a big selling point. We keep talking about getting a hot tub and we're like, that's like a long-term goal. 
It's going to be fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right away, but. Definitely a goal, though. <laughs> yeah. The next kind of, well, we did want to preface this a little bit, too, and we're already into it. It's fine. Um, therapy, which we cannot plug enough, is a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. You get to go and talk about what's happening in your life and the things that you're struggling with to somebody who can help you and somebody who can listen and not judge you for what's happening and kind of see the patterns that you go through and help you to change those. Right. And that's really, that's a really good form of emotional self-care. <laughs> yeah. Along with that, a lot of people now are into coaching. I'm a coach. I'm also Mm -hmm. a therapist. Um, I like, there's a lot of overlap between the two, I think. And finding a coach who is also a therapist or used to be a therapist can be really helpful because they know lots of techniques. Right. Um, I do step-parent coaching and I've worked with step-moms mostly so far, but um, starting to open up more with step-dads and it can help a lot. You don't have to work with me if you want to find a coach. You can find somebody that you love. That therapeutic alliance we talked about a couple episodes ago is incredibly important. So you want to find somebody that you like their personality and style mm-hmm. and you want to be with them no matter if you're doing coaching or if you're doing therapy. Right. And a coach is a really great way to help you with goal setting. Yes. Yes. So setting goals is, we were talking about, Sarah and I were talking about this earlier. It can be tough as an adult because you feel, we feel like in a lot of ways we've reached a lot of the major milestones of life. And by all, that doesn't by any means mean that we've done everything we want to do. So goal setting is a way to keep things moving forward, right? Before you're an adult, things are pretty mapped out for you and you may not have realized it, but you had goals, Mm -hmm. right? Some of them were built in. Some of them were set by other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, As an adult, you have to take charge of that. A coach can really help you with that because it can be a daunting task and they can learn you, learn you. They can teach you how to set goals so then you can become independent in doing that for yourself. Okay, side note. When I was little, I was kind of a butthead kid. And we had this mailman who probably had some disabilities and he didn't oh. speech he didn't speech very well. Yep. And now I'm I having, could have learned him how. I'm having karmic payback now because to this mailman, I was like, who learned you to talk? Oh, I was a butthead kid. I was probably like six or seven and I just didn't have a lot of empathy. I'm a lot better now. That's but, all right. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, we make mistakes, right? I think you missed your calling as a speech language pathologist, <laughs> <know>. honestly. Um, <laughs> possible. <laughs> um, in terms of goal setting, kind of getting back to that, I've been watching a video with my students all week. It's a 16 minute video on YouTube that you can find. And it's about Navy SEAL mental training. And they found a four pronged approach to helping more SEALs graduate their classes. And the first one was goal setting. So this guy who was a for me, na- for me, that's a word. I like um, it. A former Navy SEAL <laughs> was talking about the goals that he would set. So he'd get up and he'd be like, I'm going to make it through breakfast. And then he'd be like, I'm going to make it till lunch. I'm going to make it through the afternoon run. So sometimes we really have to set short-term goals. And looking at some of the stuff that they were doing, like, you know, six or seven of them would be lifting like logs over their head. And they oh were gosh. climbing this platform where they would like, it was kind of like a platform with maybe about, I don't know, seven, well, I don't know, maybe like six or seven feet in between platforms and they were stacked up. Mm -hmm. So they would like grab the next one and pull themselves over the top and like flip their legs back and they'd have to climb different things. I could totally see how you could set a goal of like, I'm just going to make it through the afternoon run today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I had to chuckle when you were saying that because when I 
was in my early 20s and I was teaching choir and theater, I got really into jogging. Uh-huh. And I got to a point where I would jog about three miles every day. Nice. Um, but I I literally did what he did. <laughs> like, I would be like, okay, I'm just going to make it down this one stretch. Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm just going to make it around this corner. Now And then I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to do one more lap. Okay, now I'm just going to do one more. You know, uh-huh. like, I'm going to make it through one more lap. And then if I need to, I'll walk. And that, you know, like right. that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but... It worked. I mean, it got me up to three, three and a half miles. It's awesome. I can't do that anymore because my body does not enjoy things. But (laughs) (laughs) I know I have fibromyalgia, so I have some difficulty with some of that stuff. But, um, you know, it it really does work. You know, if you are feeling like you can't do it, Uh just do a little tiny bit. Yes, I love that. I think setting short and long-term goals is super helpful. Mm-hmm. So like a short-term goal that I have right now is to survive the school year <laughs> yeah. because it's the crazy end of year busiest time that we have. Six more weeks, Sarah. Yay! I have five and a half. You suck. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> but then like a long-term goal I have is for in the next few years after my youngest stepdaughter graduates, my husband and I want to move. And I would really love to live on Kauai um, because I love that island. <laughs> I'm sorry. How are we going to do our podcast, Sarah? <laughs> I know. It's going to be so hard. <laughs> Just kidding. We can do it. Yeah. It's still doable. Yes. Technology so, is awesome. I love technology. Or I'll just move to Hawaii, too. Oh, I love that. Plug your ears, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's key to set those long and short-term goals. And kind of with what you were talking about earlier, um, I was telling you before we started recording that my stepdaughter took some psychology and human development and then one other class that was really similar last quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, One day she was listening to a video about it, and it was talking about the stages of development and how we have like from zero to three and then from three to five or something, five to 10, 10 to, I can't remember what they all were. Cause I was only listening to this one part. Right. And after it got to adulthood, it was like from adulthood until death. And I was like, <laughs> that's so depressing. That's my life right now. <laughs> I just look forward to dying. That's it. <laughs> I know what you said earlier was adult until you die. <laughs> like, cool. So, just adult yourself to death. That's great. <laughs> that's basically how it feels sometimes. It does. Why self-care is important. <laughs> so important. I know. So that, um, that goal setting can be really huge. So think about what goals you want to have. And then um, a lot of people right now are doing vision boards. Put them up on your walls. Like, oh, what yeah. do you want to have in your house? What yeah. do you want to have in your life? Put it up there so you can see it and it reminds you and you remember what you're working for. There are also apps that have vision boarding activities and stuff too. So, so cool. Yeah, Technology cool. is amazing. Um, another area of self-care is um, spiritual. So not everyone has the same spiritual practices. Uh, you may be more into religion than others. Um, even if you're into religion, you may have other spiritual practices that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy meditation and prayer as uh-huh. spiritual practices. One of my favorite spiritual practices that also is like an emotional self-care for me is singing. Love it. Right. Uh Singing and playing my guitar and doing choir. Choirs are fun. 
for that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like that. And I know you like to sing too. I do like to sing. I'm very insecure about my voice, but you might hear me sing on the podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah we already it. did that. <laughs> so, I, I think we did that earlier in this episode. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah it's going to happen. <laughs> Everything reminds me of a song. <laughs> but in terms of spirituality, like, like you said, everybody's different. Some people are religious, some aren't. When we do our annual suicide prevention lesson for our middle school students, we talk about how meditation is a practice that some people like, and you can do other things that are spiritually meaningful for you. So some people like doing something service oriented. Some people like going to their place of worship, whether it's their synagogue, their church, their temple, whatever it might be is mm -hmm. really um, self-caring for mm -hmm. lots of people. I was trying to think of the right conjugation for that verb. If you are not into religious practices. Um, I actually am going to plug a podcast here called, if you like Harry Potter, it's Ooh. called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. And it is two lovely people named Vanessa and Casper. And they both went to divinity school. Um, and I'm blanking on what Casper's background was religiously. Vanessa uh, was raised Jew. She's a secular Jew, but she was raised religious Jew. But what they do is they have you, you know, you read Harry Potter one week, uh, like one chapter each week, right? Um, although they have several episodes now, so you don't have to go one a week. You can kind uh -huh. of plow through. Um with a certain theme in mind. And then they discuss that in the podcast and they pull different religious or spiritual practices. They pull different spiritual practices from different religions and they apply them to Harry Potter, treating it as a sacred text. Um, so their, their canon is only the original seven novels. They don't use any of the movies. They don't use any of the um, additional literature that's out there. Um, and they keep it very focused on the books, not on the author, not on anything like that. It's all about the characters and what happens in the books. Um, that's a really enjoyable one that even like I do religious practices and other spiritual practices, but I have really enjoyed that one. And it's been a fun one for me. I did not just pull out my phone, y'all, and like subscribe to that podcast <laughs> while Rachel was talking, <laughs> or I might have because I love Harry Potter. I think it's fascinating, and I love really like is. the the meaning that we can draw from different things. As humans, we are really meaning making things and people, and we love to find the meaning and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, and each yeah. of them tells a story from their own lives uh, about what the theme is for that week at the beginning. That's right? so interesting. So it's very it feels very intimate. Like, I feel like I know them. They don't know me from Adam, but I feel right. like I know them. Uh -huh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I love that. I think it's so, it's a good thing to like, yeah, understand them, feel like they are connecting with their audience and mm -hmm. it's awesome. And I love that you brought that up because it's really, it is non-traditional spiritual self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's not something that we would think about. Um, uh, one I really like is being out in nature. Um, I That's love being out by the beach is my favorite, which is why I want to move to Kauai. <laughs> I love the beach. And me too. And there's so much like um, negative ions in water that mm -hmm. help with relaxation and stuff that that for me is really spiritual. A lot of people in Utah love the mountains. We have amazing mountains oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be really spiritual for lots of people too. So just kind of 
mindfulness in that moment um, can be a spiritual self-care practice. It's pretty cool. It totally is. Yeah. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. I would never have thought of a podcast about Harry Potter as being spiritual. And now (laughs) I'm like, I can't wait to listen to it on my drive home. (laughs) It's fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. So um, (laughs) what really matters, though, is finding what works for you for Mm self-care. So uh, some people like to play video games and connect with other people on those video games, right? Yeah. Maybe you have a hobby like crocheting or knitting or woodworking or painting or Mm -hmm. songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, So many different outlets, so many different ways of self-care. And if you're doing them mindfully, they're more effective. Yeah, which I think is amazing. On that Navy SEAL training that we were just talking about, the second part of that, um, I'm not going to say this right, but there's... um, like positive self-talk too. And that can be really self-caring because when Absolutely. we, uh, when we talk to ourselves 70 to 80% of the time, it's negative. Mm-hmm. So looking at your self-talk and being like, okay, I need to reframe this is really caring of for yourself. Right. And you can have some affirmations, things that you, mm-hmm. you know, that can be part of your goal setting as well. Yeah. You know, describe yourself as being the thing that you want to be like, but describe yourself already being that, right? I want to do an episode on that later because I had a really cool affirmation story with my stepdaughter's mom that's changed a lot of things. Or do we just talk about it now? Go for it. Okay. Okay, It's quick. So when I first started doing affirmations, um, two things. One, know that your brain is going to reject these at first because if you're like, I am a spiritual being your brain and you don't feel like you are, your brain's going to be like, no, you're not. That's your reticular activating system. It's normal. Keep going. (laughs) It's Uh, just doing its job. (laughs) It's your ego trying to protect itself. And it's not, you know, you're telling yourself that you're great is not a threat. Um, But with my stepdaughter's mom, I had a lot, lot, lot of negative feelings towards her. And one of my first affirmations that I did was I send and receive positive energy to my stepdaughter's mom and allow room for a better relationship. And I tell my students this, not that specific one a lot of times, but if you're starting to use positive self-talk more, it might take you a while. Mm -hmm. That one took me a year before I felt it. And I was saying it like at least every morning on the way to work, not, you know, every single day, but that took a while. So your brain might, hopefully your brain isn't as slow as accepting things, uh, accepting things as mine is. But um, if it is, let's hope your brain is as persistent. As I know. Too. Like that's, <laughs> wow. I think I might've given up, honestly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm kind of stubborn. Persistent is a really nice way to describe what I am. <laughs> but affirmations can be so helpful. So I love that you brought those up and yeah. learning how to love yourself and to take care of yourself because you love yourself is huge. So right. we've talked about exercise. Lots of people are like, I exercise because I want to lose weight or I exercise, you know, because I need to lose weight. Exercise because you love it and because it's healthy for your body. Um, Even if you don't love it, it is good (laughs) self-care. You're right. (laughs) Exercise because you love your body or you're trying to love your body or want to. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, One thing about affirmations, if you don't know what that is, it's saying I am and then fill in the blank with the positive thing that you mm-hmm. want to be or or the positive thing you want to do. So it's mm-hmm. like, I am beautiful or I am creating space to get along with my stepdaughter's uh-huh. mother or, you know, things <laughs> yes. like that. Um, one activity that I like to do with affirmations is called an energy circle. Um, 
And what you can do, have you heard this I before? haven't heard of this. I'm okay. really excited to hear so what it is. you take your hand and it's better if you do it standing up, but I'm not going to stand up because then you won't be able to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you draw, you're basically drawing circles on, in the air in front of you. And you're imagining that you're building this energy cyclone, right? And you start saying your affirmations, like, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am powerful. I am creating space for, you know, the things that you want, right? And you can just do that for as long as you need to, to get all of those out. And then when you're, when it's completed, you physically jump into that space where you've created that cyclone of positive affirmations, <laughs> right? You pat it onto your body I love and this. you breathe it in uh-huh. and then you breathe out your intentions to the world that you are following through with those affirmations. That is so cool. So, I love that. It's a fun physical activity you can do. And especially if you're a physical learner, it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. So that sounds really cool. Um, I love that it integrates because we talk in my anger management class about behavioral strategies and cognitive strategies mm-hmm. and it in implements both of those. Yes. Sorry. I tell Rachel sometimes I feel like I have a language processing disorder because sometimes I'm like, uh, what's that word I want again? I think we all have that sometimes. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, another thing that you can do to help yourself, um, take care of yourself is to take some time away from technology. I think we're so tech oriented right now that um, it can cause us some stress. It causes, mm-hmm. for sure, it causes kids some stress because they don't know how to handle it. And mm-hmm. They're on there all the time and they can't get away from some kids that are mean. So maybe to do something like turning off your phone or putting it away at seven o'clock at night and then spending time with your family, reading a book, um, listening to a podcast or taking a walk, doing something to help you relax can be really good self-care. Right. Absolutely. Another good one. <laughs> We're looking at a list that we created earlier and that one of my friends who's a coach created. Um, and it has a lot of different ideas in it. Mm. I like this one, C- complete a page in an adult coloring book. Those are kind of fun. Some of my students say they get more stressed out by those because they're like, ah, it has to be perfect. Yeah. Try to do it mindfully. Try to do it without judging what it's like and what the colors are and stuff. Right. Some of those are pretty intricate, but I have a few of those coloring books and I really, mm-hmm. that's how I got through the stress of the days when we were in court all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, one other strategy that I like to use a lot, sorry, I just thought of, and That's yeah, okay. it is you have to take care of yourself when you have that kind of a stressful situation yeah. in court. It's incredibly <laughs> painful. Um, one other one I thought of is four square breathing, and I've taught this to my students for a while, where it's both a cognitive and a behavioral strategy. You imagine drawing a square in your brain while you're breathing and at a four counts and you can do it two ways. I'll describe it both ways. The first one is you can imagine drawing a line um, up as like the first line of the square on the left-hand side. And as you, you'll do that, you are breathing in for four counts. Then you hold it for four counts and draw the line over. Then you breathe out for four counts and draw that line down in your brain. And then you hold it for four counts and draw it down. 
draw it across, sorry, so it connects the full square. If that is too hard for you to hold your breath for four counts, you can breathe in for four while you draw the line up, breathe out for four while you draw it across, breathe in for four while you draw it down, and breathe out for four while you draw it across. And that actually just helps like force your um, sympathetic nervous system to calm down when you're having a stress response. And deep breathing is the smallest way of self-care. They have tons of meditation apps. There's one I like. It's called Breathe. Um, I just am opening up the wrong one on my phone. Sorry. It's B-R-E-A-T-H-E. And I have it set to pop up reminders during the school day. It says, hey there, you're okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I know. And you can choose what it says to you. But um, breathing is really good for us because we're in the stress response so much of the time. Are you okay? Rachel just hurt herself. I don't know. My arm just started hurting. That's I've been really... fidgeting too much, I guess. I know. Huh? Okay, fine. Sit still for just a second. <laughs> um, so it can be doing activities that you just enjoy. It can be like reading. It mm -hmm. can be taking a nap. It can be uh, one my mom really used to like was blowing bubbles. She'd go sit out on their front porch and blow bubbles, I think she said. I love blowing bubbles. That. I know. It's so <laughs> relaxing, huh? Um or she, they have this really cool chair at my parents' house. They live in Oregon, so it's really green and pretty. And um, it's called like a mama sawn chair or something. It's just a big scoopy kind of chair and it's got a pillow and you can lay down in it. Yeah, they have like, a, I don't know, because they call is it different things. Mama's on for There's, I think they had a papa sawn inside this and a mama sawn outside. feminist version of this chair. <laughs> I, <know>. I love <laughs> it. It's <laughs> awesome. But she would go outside and sit on the deck in this chair and it's underneath this really big tree. They have lots of trees in their yard. And so it's shady. She would go outside when it was warm outside and she would read or she would take a nap or something like that. And I love that. She's retired now. I'm super jealous, but <laughs> I can't wait till I can retire. But um, it's a really good way to help yourself relax. And I think it's really important when any stage of life, actually. I was going to say when you're working because you have a lot of stress, but you still have stress when you're retired too. Mm -hmm. So taking care of yourself is really important. Maybe it's getting your favorite drink from the gas station or from, we have like lots of soda shops in Utah. We do. We've <laughs> we got like Swig and Fizz uh -huh. and, and Soda Delicious. Soda Delicious, yes. They have specialty sodas that we love sugar in Utah. It's great. <laughs> we really do. But Especially me. Get, I know me too. <laughs> That's why we're such good friends. <laughs> yeah. It's only the sugar thing though. Nothing <laughs> no. else. I'm just kidding. That's what us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not friends right now is because you're not having sugar. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst friend ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Obviously. <laughs> But that self-care of doing something small for yourself that you like is really good. Maybe you like, I like green smoothies. I just had a green smoothie protein drink with peanut butter and chocolate peanut butter protein powder and spinach and flax seeds before I came and coconut milk because I love that. That feels like self-care to me. My husband says yeah. it tastes like crap, <laughs> but I love it. So everybody's is going to be different. <laughs> I can just picture him saying that. I know, right? <laughs> He always tells me if healthy food tasted good, then I would eat it. <laughs> right. It does, but you just have to rechange your taste buds. Right. You have to yeah. kind of adjust to it. Exactly. All right. So you can think of lots of self-care stuff. If you, we forgot anything or if you have questions about it, feel free to email us or like chat with us in our Facebook group. We would love to talk to you about self-care and finding ways that you can implement it into your life. Yeah, let's get some chatter going. Exactly. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So as step parents, just remember that that's really important. That self-care is huge. Like you mentioned, when you're going through court, you have to do things to make yourself feel better because otherwise it takes over your whole life and then you feel anxious and depressed and stressed and you want to feel like more happy and stuff more of the time. Yes. It feels better. Yes. I would prefer to be happy at least 80% of the time. I know. Me too. I will settle with 51. (laughs) Right. The majority. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Sometimes life happens and we can't always like stop our emotions from coming up. The majority (laughs) technically like 67%. I have no idea. I think in government that's the technical majority is is like 67 something i can't I remember and it could be different with it's like a two-thirds stocks. majority okay so that makes yeah. sense yeah depends <laughs> on how you define it so there you go we're gonna go with um 66.7 percent <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you guys for listening we if you can't tell we enjoy this podcast so we hope you enjoy it too (laughs) and we really appreciate you listening too we it's a little bit weird I mean Rachel and I love each other and we enjoy talking to each other it's a little bit weird like knowing there's people out there listening to us (laughs) but we're doing this for you not for ourselves because we know how hard it is to be a step parent it's weird but cool it is All right. So if you want to connect with us, we talked about before Stepping Forward Podcast, Facebook group and page, um, Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Step Forward Show, or you can email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. And feel free to send us a voice memo there if you would like to hear your sultry tones on our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The other thing is, too, if you like this, please screenshot it and tag us on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear how it's helping you. And if it helps you, we would like to have you share it so we can help other people, too. Right. And go into iTunes or wherever you listen and Mm -hmm. give us a rating, preferably five stars. We would love that. (laughs) Give us some reviews and um, yeah, that'd be great. It goes a long way in helping spread the podcast and helping us to continue doing it. And our mission is to reach as many stepmoms as possible to help normalize. And, and stepdads. stepdads. Sorry, that's my default. I'm working on it. Stepmoms step, step and parents, step-parents. Yes. Not just binary, too. I'm going to so, intentionally yeah. work on that. Thank you. <laughs> stepparents of any gender. <laughs> um, we want to help you. We want to be there and to be a support to you. So please let us know how we can do that and share this with other people. Yes. All right. In the meantime... Keep on stepping. <laughs> Only want love in this heart. Don't